Welcome to More Than Medicine, where Jesus is more than enough for the ills that plague our culture and our country. Hosted by author and physician, Dr. Robert Jackson. Papa, can you tell me a story? Do you really want me to tell you a story? (laughs) Well, you go get your brother and your sisters and I will tell you a story. Welcome to More Than Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Robert Jackson, bringing to you biblical insights and stories from the country doctor's rusty, dusty scrapbook. Well, I'd like to share a scripture with you today. It comes from the book of Deuteronomy chapter 4. It's actually two verses. Uh, Verse uh, 15, which says, Watch yourself carefully, since you did not see any form on the day that the Lord spoke to you at Horeb from the midst of the fire. And then again in verse 23, Watch yourselves that you do not forget the covenant of the Lord your God, which He made with you, and make for yourselves a graven image in the form of anything against which the Lord your God has commanded you. Did you catch what He said at the first of those two verses? He said, watch yourself. Now, you have to understand that that verse just jumped off the page when I read it as an adult. And the reason why is because when I was a child, I lived at my grandmother's house Oh, for about almost a year when my father was in uh, training to go overseas to Vietnam. My grandmother had a housekeeper. Her name was Lily May. Now, Lily May was short, about five foot two maybe, quite stout. And she cooked for my grandmother and cleaned house a little bit. But she and I became close friends during that year. And we would sit and talk about life. And she would sometimes send me on errands for herself and for my grandmother. And sometimes I would just get a little bit mouthy and a little bit too big for my britches. And when I did, Lily Mae would look at me and she'd say, Boy, you better watch yourself. Now, what did she mean by that? Well, she meant that I was just getting too big for my britches and that I better watch myself or she might take a switch to my rear end, which she did occasionally. And so it was amazing to me when years later I'm reading my Bible and there's Moses telling the children of Israel that they needed to watch themselves. Well, you can imagine my consternation when years later when I had children of my own that I found myself repeating the same admonition that Lily May had said to me when I was a child. And I began to say to my children, hey, you better watch yourself. Now, I don't know if you've ever said that to your children, but when I said that to my children, I was meaning that you better mind your manners. You better be on your P's and Q's. Well, What did Moses mean when he said to the children of Israel, you better watch yourself? Well, I suspect that he was meaning that the children of Israel had better not forget their experience at Mount Oreb, where God revealed himself to them 
inflaming fire and dark cloud. And he spoke to them from the cloud to establish a covenant with the entire nation. He warned them not to forget and not to create any graven images or worship the celestial bodies, the sun, the moon, the stars. He said to them that the Lord your God is a consuming fire, a jealous God, and God would not tolerate them worshiping anyone or anything other than himself. Well, now that begs the question, how in the world could they ever forget? Just think about it. They had been there when God brought the ten plagues on the nation of Egypt, decimating their economy, humiliating their deities, and undermining the authority of Pharaoh. They were there when God parted the Red Sea and allowed their entire nation to cross on the dry land and then brought the waters of the Red Sea back on Pharaoh and his army, drowning the horse and its rider. They were there when God brought the manna day by day in the wilderness, feeding the entire multitude. They were there when Moses struck the rock and God brought enough water from the rock when they were thirsty in the wilderness, enough to satisfy the thirst of nearly three million people and their livestock. They were there when the people grumbled and complained and said to Moses, give us meat to eat. And Moses interceded for them and God brought a big wind and brought quail from the sea enough to feed the entire multitude. They were there when God parted the waters of the Jordan River so that the entire nation crossed the Jordan at flood season on dry land. And then they marched into the promised land in martial array, right up to the walls of Jericho. They marched around Jericho in silence for six days. And then on the seventh day, they marched around the walls six times in silence. And then on the seventh time, they blew the trumpet, raised a great shout, and the walls of Jericho fell down flat. They all rushed in straight ahead and conquered the city. I'm asking you, how could they forget And yet I submit to you that they did, in fact, forget a great God like that. And they worshiped idols of wood and stone. We know from the biblical record that the children of Israel did, in in fact, forget. And they quickly turned to idol worship, which became a snare to them. The entire book of Judges records a cycle of idol worship, falling away from God, repenting, and then restoration. So let me ask you, what does that have to do with you and me? Do we ever fail to watch ourselves? 
Do we fall into idol worship? Well, that brings up another question. What is an idol? Well, according to Robert's Rules of Order, an idol is anything in our lives that supplants God as priority in our lives. You see, God is our creator and sustainer and redeemer. He deserves first place in your life and my life. He deserves a fiery and passionate devotion, not a nonchalant tipping of the hat once a week, not a brief brush with Jesus on Sunday morning. He is a consuming fire. Yes, a jealous God, and He brooks no competition. So let me ask you, what in your life squeezes God right out of first place? I can't answer that question for you. You have to take spiritual inventory and answer that question for yourself. I would submit to you very respectfully that Christians who are devoted to Jesus Christ with a fiery passion, read God's Word with increasing delight every day. They meditate on God's Word. They memorize God's Word and they hide His Word in their hearts. They pray and they worship all week long and not just on Sundays and at every opportunity that presents itself. More than that, Christians who have a fiery, passionate love for Jesus Christ, they talk about Jesus. People talk about the things that they really love the most. You know that. I've got friends that talk about their favorite college football team, and, and you would never know that they're Christian folks because all they ever talk about is college sports or golf or hunting or fishing or their grandchildren, but never about Jesus. And these are supposedly Christian folks. You tell me, what is the idol in their life? You see, anything can become an idol and supplant the Lord Jesus Christ as a priority in our lives. Your job can become an idol. Future retirement goals, promotion plans, your hobbies, your weekend leisure time activities, even your children's sports or academic pursuits, your social activities, just about anything in your life or mine can squeeze God right out of the priority position that He deserves. Here's the challenge. Check your calendar. Check your checkbook. See where your time and your money go. You see, your heart will follow your time and your money. When I was growing up, we used to sing in our church, All to Jesus I surrender, All to Him I freely give. Some of you remember that song. Was that just a song that we used to sing, or is it really the cry of our heart? Do we give Him all of our devotion? Do we give Him all of our time and all of our money? 
Is he really the priority person in our lives? Now, when I was growing up, Lily Mae used to look at me and she'd say, little boy, you better watch yourself. <laughs> and I find myself saying that to my children and now my grandchildren. You better watch yourself. Moses said that to the children of Israel. And I would submit to you that all of us need a constant reminder. You better watch yourself. Thank you for listening to this edition of More Than Medicine. For more information about the Jackson Family Ministry, Dr. Jackson's books, or to schedule a speaking engagement, go to their Facebook page, Instagram, or their webpage at jacksonfamilyministry.com. This podcast is produced by Bob Sloan Audio Production at bobsloan.com.